You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, repeat. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello, how's it going? So, how was your weekend? I don't remember what happened this weekend. I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, I was like, what happened this weekend? I don't know. I had a pretty, like, eventful weekend. It was, like, nonstop, and I felt like yesterday I was recovering. But, like, Sunday we went to Rick's Lounge in Coronado Springs, which is really nice, very chill. Had a few drinks. And then we went to Magic Kingdom on, like, Saturday. And I had been talking all week about how I was going to go to Magic Kingdom, like, all day. And we literally went from, like, we went when it opened but by, like, 3 o'clock, we were like, okay, this is done. Um, and we were with people, like, they left, and they were like, we're going to come back at 8. And, like, John's like, no. Like, he's I'm like, fine. I'm dehydrated. I'm going to go to sleep. Like, I'm not, it's not happening. Does it um, hot there? Oh, my God. So, like, the beginning, the beautiful, it was beautiful in the beginning of the day. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because we should have worn long sleeves in the beginning of the day. It was a breeze. It was, you know, beautiful out. But then probably by, like, noon, it just flipped. It was almost like someone had flipped a switch from beautiful weather to all of a sudden it's, like, hot and, like, the humidity was coming like, welcome to summer. And I'm sure that, like, the fact that there's, like, you know, literally millions of people, like, everywhere makes it just hotter. So, yeah, we were, and we, you know, we knew that we were waking up to go to Tampa the next day. So we, we went to the Oxford Exchange on Sunday morning and had the most delicious brunch. I had um, the French onion flatbread. Oh my god, so Sounds good. Sounds fancy. Yeah, John had um, monkey bread, uh, <laughs> what is it, monkey bread French toast. So he had like yeah. opposite food. Like um, he, if anything is monkey bread on a menu, like that's oh, what he always eat. goes that's for. And it's funny because like, so we went to see my cousins and um, they like, they were like, oh, like, what are you doing in the morning? I was like, we're going to the Oxford Exchange. And they're like, oh, well, here's all these other things you can do, like, in the area. But, like, John and I just stayed at the Oxford Exchange Yeah, I was going to say, you can stay at the Oxford and, Exchange Yeah, and they day. were like, oh, you stayed there all day? I was like, yeah. Like, this <laughs> is, like, that. this is the land of my people. Like, drinking, like, chai and reading books and working yeah. on my laptop. Like, this is, like, And there's, like, like a juice shop around the corner. Me. Yeah. So, like, I would not leave that block of I space. feel like we spent probably a good, like... 30 to 45 minutes, like, picking out which book we wanted, because we're, like, we're each going to get one book, (laughs) which John ended up not even getting one, because he just felt so much pressure, because they, you know, they have all the classics there that have the redone covers, um, covers. yeah, Yeah. so he just felt so much, like, pressure that he was, like, I just don't even know, I was, like, babe, we can come back, but it's it's only an hour and a point, yeah, but afterwards, we went out to, like, the West Chase area, and we went to Catch 23 and Irish 31, I don't know why there's numbers, I was going to say, that's a lot of numbers, yeah, there's, like, number, like, numbers and all the things, I still haven't figured out what the numbers were about, but they were both delicious places in a cute little area. Kind of reminded yeah. me of Lake Nona. Florida is very about that number life. Like, I yeah. feel like that's why St. Augustine, a lot of the restaurants have numbers in them. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of numbers there. I was like, I am Irish, and I feel like the number 31 has nothing to do with being Irish. I, I could be wrong, but I'm just <laughs> like, I have tweets. never, you know, heard about it. But yeah, Irish 31, Catch 23, both delicious. I don't know about the numbers. Yeah. I mean, Sunday's usually, like, busy, um, but we're so busy Friday that Saturday I didn't do, like, everybody's out of town, so it was great. Um, I was like, I don't want to do anything. And then Sunday is always, like, usually, if I'm at home, it's documentary Sunday. 
And so I watched um, a couple documentaries. You guys are the best at finding good all documentaries. All of them. Um, we watched Code Black. That's on Netflix. And that's about the just changes in the medical industry. And it's just so crazy how things have changed and how much paperwork that doctors have to do. And then we watched one that was sad. I'm trying to remember what it was. And I can't remember what it was. David was like, why did we watch? Oh, you know what? It was called Hunting Ground. And that was about rape on campus and oh, how wow. much sexual assault is on college campuses. And the numbers are just, like, they're gross. Like, they, like, make you nauseous at how many reports are filed and how, like, little is done. And these are campuses all over me, including FSU was one of the most profound yeah, ones. Yeah, they definitely. UNC at Chapel Hill was, like, the wow. worst. like the I worst. didn't realize that. The worst. Like, the stories of most, both of the students that were mainly involved, they both went to UNC and that was kind of. Like, and then UC Berkeley had really high numbers, Duke, um, and the colleges next to Duke, I forget the name of it because it's an all-women's college, St. something, it's a Catholic college, but they, like, a lot of the women get sexually assaulted from the guys at Duke, and then, of course, SAE, the fraternity Jeez. being the worst, <laughs> um, yeah. that, you know, it's just sexual assault expected, I think that's what they call it, so, yeah, yeah it was really, like, what it was a really craziness. long documentary, but I think everybody should watch it, because it was... I think that, honestly, I would really love if, like, on your personal blog, that you would do, like, a roundup of documentaries once a month, because you that's don't know what I have planned, Chris. Okay, good. But not like... on my, uh, not on Studio 44. I'm gonna do a different site, Because so. I definitely, like, <laughs> sometimes I want to get into a documentary, but, like, there, it's a lot of commitment, and you don't. <laughs> you're you know like, what I'm saying? Like sometimes you don't know until about 20 minutes if it's good or yeah. not, and sometimes you literally don't know until the end, just because it's like that's when they're giving that ending statement, right. and does it all tie together, and is it, it like, good? Oh, you don't know yeah. where it's gonna go. We also watched and one so, on sugar. I think it was like that sugar. I, life. I watched that. That one I is really that good. One. Yeah, it's so yeah, much. it was so good. So those are my <laughs> documentaries of the week to recommend. Yeah, go watch those three. They're all streaming. So. Go do it. So today we're going to talk about uh, traveling for business. Um, and we're going to kind of cover, I think, a wide variety of careers that you can travel with and kind of things that change depending on what you do, what your actual career is, and why you're traveling. So um, we'll start at the very beginning, which is the booking process. Um, so when you know that you're going to travel, which it could, you know, the reason could vary, um, like, I've traveled to shoot weddings, you've traveled to do speaking gigs, um, people will travel for a variety of yeah, reasons when it comes to business. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think the first question is always, like, who pays for this? That's always, like, yeah. the first thing. And I think, I, I for me, I feel like it depends on what exactly it is, and it, it do you have, like, one particular client? So if your client is saying to you, I really need you to do a consultation right. in North Carolina, and you need to sit down with me face-to-face, whatever, then they're paying for that. But, for example, if it's a huge, like, speaker series, a huge event, a conference, something along those lines, and there's going to, you're going to be, you know, paid to speak or whatever, sometimes in those situations, you're not going to be paid for your travel, right. but you're going to be paid for yeah. your gig. It definitely depends, especially because creative... Um, conferences have come into a lot of fire about not paying for speaking gigs and not paying for travel and not just being like yeah, hey, that's hi, a and a t-shirt and it's different when you speak at WordCamps because WordPress um is a non-profit organization so you don't get like nobody gets paid nobody is making any money from this yeah basically. absolutely it's all volunteer work so which is great and it's about community back. so yeah it's, it's, it's a very tight-knit community i mean and usually, you can go to the ones that are closer to you right not necessarily right you know. like um WordCamp europe is happening very like in a couple of months i think and so that's something that 
you know, you can choose to go to, but you don't have to go to yeah. it. And I think if you're speaking, and they definitely aren't going to pay you. You have to, you know, choose to take over Absolutely. those travel expenses and the um, lodging expenses. But um, as far as, like, benefits, you do get to interact with a lot of international clients at WorkCamp EU versus here because you don't, I mean, like, people aren't coming over from overseas to come to yeah. know, WorkCamp Atlanta or anything. So it just really depends on what conference you're doing. So a lot of conferences do pay for at least just travel, maybe the only thing they pay for, and then they don't pay you for speaking, or they pay for both, yeah. or they pay for nothing. Or, well, I'm yeah. going to say, like, for my brother, it depends on, like, what exact sort of speaking right. he's doing. But, um, I mean, if you're in a situation where you're in a type of career where you're going to be traveling a lot, depending on what it is, sometimes it's good to have an agent. And that's the thing is, like, he is an agent, so depending on what his fee is, if his fee is going to be high then sometimes they won't pay for travel, but it's fine because he's getting paid a good amount of money. But if not, then they're, they're paying for travel and his agent books it so that there's not anything confused. Because that's that's part of the thing. Is yeah. like sometimes we'll be like, oh, yeah, we're going to book your travel. And then they might make a mess yeah. of that whole situation. You have a contract in place. Yes, absolutely. You want it to be official. Agreements. Either you want to be involved in the process of booking your stuff or you want an agent who's representing you doing that. Because you don't want to be in a situation where you're staying in a horrible hotel or... Yeah, oh, you're like far away from flights. the venue. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have like... Especially, like, if you need a car, you have to make sure that they book those sort of things. Like, right. if you need to take an Uber, you need to make sure that they're providing money for that. All of those different things. Yeah, it's definitely an involved process. Um, as far as client consultation goes, usually, um, in, in our case, the travel is included in the cost. So whatever, we're, you know, we're charging, they know that travel is included for traveling out of state. Um, and generally, don't travel out of state because I do like to work with um, local clients. But in the cases that we do... Yeah. People know if I'm coming to your location just to speak with you, you're gonna have to pay me to show up. Like I'm not just gonna. Drive and like and same fly thing up. with like wedding vendors. Like if you are coming in to do a wedding or some sort of event, um, normally it's you know they you will be taken care of as far as travel goes. And normally, I think that it's safe to expect that you're gonna need a hotel room the night before and the night of. Yeah. Because you don't want to be traveling the day of an event. And be super stressed out that you're, you know, things happen. You might miss a connection. Like, you know, there could be traffic. Things happen. It's better to, you know, get to the location where you need to be, have the night before, and then have that night after. So that's the minimum, I think, of what, depending on what the situation is. Obviously, like, I've had a friend who shot a wedding out in Germany. They paid for, like, four days overnight because that's a different situation than flying, like, two hours away. Right. (laughs) So you definitely have to kind of weigh... Yeah, it's the same the situation. my best friend's wedding when we went to Kauai. She paid for the photographers to come and paid for lodging for them as well. So they actually got an extra couple days vacation out of it just because they wanted lifestyle pictures every now and again. But it was yeah. like an hour of their time. They basically got like a, you know, this is a paid vacation, which was nice, which is like the ideal thing when you're a creative entrepreneur is to be able to make kind of a vacation out of your work. Well, I was just going to say, like, for me, that's a big part of it. It's like I like to be in a situation where... You know, whether it's, you know, they're paying for travel or not. Um, I normally add my own few days onto it. Or I'll add John onto it. It's like, if I'm going to go, you know, do a consultation in a different state, like, why not bring him along and, you know, like, add a few days to that if we have the time to do so. 
Um, and then, then it just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. It's like, like traveling by yourself and you're Skyping or FaceTiming and you're like, I miss you. I'll be back tomorrow because I don't want to be away from you. When they're there, you're like, you're here for like five yeah, days. Yeah, absolutely. Then you can kind of extend the trip and, you know, enjoy it and that sort of thing. And like, obviously you want to be transparent with clients about what's going on in that situation because you don't want them thinking that they're taking advantage, right. taking advantage of the situation. Totally. So you have to be like, these are the days I'm working. If, if you're, if they're paying for travel, like they only need to be paying for those days exactly you're paying for the rest of yourself like yeah, that's your workation that's the vacation part of your vacation so um, well, unless you have that kind of relationship which is live your life like <laughs> that's fine um but yeah you usually should be upfront about and just be transparent about everything I think another big question is what can you write off when you're traveling? A lot of dun, people want to know dun. what they can write <laughs> off. My big thing is I, whenever I travel and it's going to involve work, whether they're paying for my travel or I'm paying for my travel, no matter what the situation is, I save everything. All of the receipts. Like I, number one, I save gas receipts, even though my lady tells me that I don't need to, but I save them anyways. And obviously I do mileage, yeah. um, plane tickets. If they're involved, I save it. Like literally anything that I do, like everything I buy, everything, um, because it. I just like to be on the safer side. And then I present her with all of it. And I'm set, like, here's my trip. I had coffee with a client here this time. I did, you know, just letting right. me know literally everything that happened. So she can then assess it. Because as we know, my CPA saves my life. marriage <laughs> everything. all of your things. <laughs> well, for me, because I do the accounting myself, what I usually do is set up our trips under, like, a different job number in our travel. Um, so it has a different oh, accounting like code. And then yeah. that way all the expenses that we use go under there, which is what your accountant probably does. I'm yeah, sure. sure. But, like, every accountant. I just don't do it. <laughs> but, like, I, I do it personally, but I do save every receipt. And with the, like, I hate gas receipts so much. They're because the they fade, like, they so really do. If so you don't put quickly. them in like another container Seriously, immediately, they will like because sometimes like I'll put them. We have like a little thing right over the glove yeah, box, and, and you just, just put it. Yeah, you slide and it just in. Put, I used to just put things in there, and then like as you're just driving, it like just the fades. drive from here to the Carolinas, it'll be like Seriously, you won't even be able to see no, it. No, I can tell you what we got because we um, went to Creative South like last year, not this year, which I'm sad about because it just ended. It looked amazing, but last year we went. And we stopped at, like, the gas station that's by the turnpike, where the turnpike kind of just starts yeah. off of 429 or whatever. And so we, like, by the time we got into Georgia, I'm not even kidding, that receipt oh was faded. It was so annoying. So, yeah, gas receipts fade quickly, so you do need to travel with something to put them in or put them in, like, your little center console yeah. box where there's no sun because... It gets real with those gas. Like, I think they use the, the cheapest ink to print. They gas really receipts. do. And, um, like, the paper and everything. Yeah. I don't know. But what I love about what we have now, which we use zero, is that I just take a picture and save it. And it yeah, puts absolutely. Which is so much better than having to save all those paper receipts like I used to. And I know um, we had talked before about, like, with the mileage and you use the app for it. Yeah. I I, well, little... I was going to start using Mile IQ. Mile yeah. IQ. Yeah, that's what And I just have, like, my book that I keep in my car <laughs> so that I'll remember <laughs> like, to I know how long it, it takes to get to, California, to North Carolina. Yes. It's, yeah. It's miles. So I think that that's super important and super helpful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you're looking for what you can pay off with a trip, just be upfront, record everything that you can. Seriously. And um, that's really the best way to go about it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so packing, that's like its own huge section. There's so much that goes into packing. For me, like a lot of times when I'm traveling, it's photography based. Yeah. Um, still, because I mean, I do creative portraits for people. So when I'm going up to New York and shooting creative portraits, like I'm bringing all my gear with me. Um, and that like just 
insurance. Yeah. <laughs> like, insurance. That's all I can say. I mean, you should have insurance anyways if you have equipment that is expensive. Right. Most photographers will have or should have some sort of insurance. If you have a laptop, a, you know, a tablet, anything that you're bringing with you that um, is going to possibly break or could possibly break, you should have good insurance on it. But when you travel, even more so. Like, right. I honestly, I think I'd go insane. I wouldn't be able to function if I was constantly worried about... I mean, I worry anyways. Right, but... Even so, but at least I know insurance. if something happens, God forbid, like, I have insurance that covers it. So that's number one. Before you go anywhere with any sort of equipment, you need to have it insured. Insure your things. I think our generation doesn't think about insuring our no. um, expensive items because that's something I remember growing up, like, every piece of jewelry that anyone in my family owned was insured. And so that got me in the mindset of insuring expensive things. Um, I also think that, like, if you can carry what's most important yeah, to you... Yeah, we usually carry, when we fly, most of the things that we use. Because yeah. we, we don't have any major equipment that will be yeah. required to be checked, um, just clothes. Well, like, for me, um, I normally will have John carry my laptop. Right. And then um, I will carry my, like, my main camera body and my most important lens. Yeah. And, like, I normally am not going to carry all like all my lenses and everything with me and all my external stuff but I will put that stuff you know in a bag and at least at least then I know that god forbid because people lose luggage like knock on wood it's never happened to me right but I hear about it a lot it's actually very terrifying. It's, yeah and it seems like way, way more common than we think it is so for me I'm like if my luggage is lost even if they end up finding in a few days it doesn't matter if I'm there to shoot a, a portrait of somebody who's only in town for three days right. or whatever because um, most people in New York have crazy schedules, and even though they live there, they're, like, only yeah. there half the time. Temporarily. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, like, it's really important to make sure that I at least have that, and that, God forbid, like, some, you know, the rest of my stuff was lost, I would just be able to pick up a battery or, you know, something else. Um, and my laptop, I mean, that's... My laptop does not go far from me. <laughs> like, no, ever, say, ever I don't in think life. I ever checked a laptop ever. That's not, that's not real. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, poor, poor idea. Well, it's funny because, like, I know they have, you know, all these, the rolling, like, you know, luggage that you can slip your laptop into. And some of those people will bring them and they'll put them yeah, above them. But, but other times they'll check them. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, my laptop has so much information in it that no. it's it's just it's it's not happening like if that were to get lost i don't even know what i would do right i would probably come here and just cry and i'd be like i don't know what <laughs> to do with my life anymore entitled christmas crying because she lost her laptop yeah and i would be like i would not like i would probably need a good like week of everyone to like stop working and help me get my life together because <laughs> i i, I don't know you. where everything would be i mean yeah. i do have a lot of things backed up and stuff but still just going to all those backup right. sites and like reorganize oh god i'm gonna download everything the from fear. the cloud <laughs> the fear the fear so yeah make sure that the things that are most important to you are on your person and if you have another person that you're traveling with whether it be an assistant and a spouse whatever if they can also carry like another thing that's super important to you so that your bag is not overflowing and right. ridiculous then i would definitely um recommend that uh, a big thing for me when I'm packing, especially for business, and especially if it's a workcation, because you want to kind of be able to have that work and that play. Yeah. And so for me, it's so important to have, like, the little dividers that you put in that help packing, like, you help That's you like pack more stuff. Your life. Do you know but what I'm talking David about? David is, um, he's like a camping expert, and so he just packs everything. 
And he, yeah. He can do it without, like, he just is a packing expert. Like, he can pack anything, so I just let him do it. That's what I, I love. Just walk away. I love those. Like, I'm very big on that, like, just maximizing your space. I love to roll certain things. Yeah, he I'm rolls, very big on like, that. All, if, he can, yeah. if it can be rolled, yeah. it will be rolled. Like, well, I would say, I dated a Marine, so, like, he taught me how to, like, yeah, roll all my just, clothes. That's, yeah. if, if something happens to David, then I. Uh, you know, I'm then you're not gonna know how I to just pack. Never, yeah, I'll just check like eight bags of clothes that are just like laid out. No, I'm like, I'm one of those people stuff. like I map out, you know, number one, what's gonna be packed, number two, how I'm gonna pack. Yeah, it. I do and map out. I what also want to make sure that, like, yeah, say, like, I map out, like, okay, can I wear this twice and like that yeah. sort of thing. And I try to stick to wardrobe. like neutral colors and a few like bold pieces so that, you know. I don't. I can wear the same things over and over, and people won't notice as much. Yeah, there's a lot of that. that Absolute wardrobing is real, especially if you're traveling overseas. Um, yeah, it's just so much space you have. Um, you don't want to check too many bags. It gets really expensive, so you really need to. It really does, and nowadays it's, it's getting more and more expensive. Like most places that used to yeah. allow you like one free checked bag. Yes, like I think almost everybody like, no, is charging kidding. right now. Yeah. So. I was say JetBlue used to be one of, one of the few that yeah. didn't charge, and now they do. Yeah. I think Southwest does. Yep, um, Southwest so didn't charge like pretty much years ago, but now they do. Yeah, like pretty much everything is like, no, if you want to check something, it's yeah. going to be. And it, it's adds, not, it adds up. Yeah, it adds up when you have a lot of it. It's not as expensive as a thing, because we usually, at the most, when we went to Hawaii, I think we checked two bags, and I think we flew Delta, because Delta's like the only place that goes to Hawaii yeah. usually, um, or Hawaiian Air, and it was like 50 bucks, so that wasn't awful. But you just need to know that that 50 bucks is going there and coming back. <laughs> like, it's Yeah, absolutely, total. absolutely. So, I think a lot of people don't know that. They think it's like, oh, I'm just checking one time. No, when you come back, if you've never flown before, you never checked the bag, know that you have to you know, pay for your stuff to get back on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally different. And the other thing is, is like, people don't realize sometimes when you go somewhere, um, you end up picking up a few things, and then you end up with Almost another always. bag. <laughs> so it's like if you don't have enough room in your checked bag exactly. or your carry-on for a few extra items, maybe you should make that room because you might end up with another bag exactly. on the way back and end up spending $100 just for that. And also you need to know, that. Um, I'm really big about guidelines, especially when I'm flying, because I just get terrified that somebody's going to throw oh, something out. They're really big, too, yeah. for because like with bat the batteries I use for my camera... I have to have them, like, taken out. They have to be in a plastic bag. And, like, there's rules about them being under the plane yeah. or not under the plane. Right. So there's it's a lot really of that. Intense. Yeah. So you just need to go to the web. And I do, before I fly, I go to the website. Because it, it's, like, we don't fly every, like, day. So I don't know. Things change so yeah. often. So I have to go in, read all the rules to make sure that we're not breaking any rules. And, like, make sure it's, like, you get your life together. And when you're traveling from different places, like, out of sea, um, overseas or, like, coming back from Hawaii... It was really important not to have, like, almost anything that was, like, produce yes. or whatever because mm -hmm. you can't, I guess, cross-contaminate yeah. <laughs> the United States with random mangoes or something. It was weird. Well, say they're so, they're so strict about fruit. Yeah. Like, more than anything, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's real. Funny. Like, I think you can't even fly Florida oranges. Can you fly oranges from here out? I, I don't, don't know. I don't try to ever fly I mean, I wouldn't, but I think you, because... I'm pretty sure you can't fly, like, oranges out. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Airlines are weird, man. So just make sure you follow all the rules. If you're, you know, riding a train or a, a mega bus, I guess, that's something people do. Like, just make sure you know what the rules are from how you're traveling. Try to not ride a bus because that sounds really <laughs> I have a lot of, like, I mean, not My a brother lot, Alex used to do it all the time from Tallahassee to here, and it sounded yeah. like a long trip. Now, for him, he'd have one backpack. 
and his laptop. So he would yeah. just be on his laptop the entire time. So he wasn't really too concerned about it. I mean, like, he still had his stuff, like, a lot of stuff at my mom's house. Right. So it's not like he needed, like, if he was coming for a week, he still didn't need to pack a lot of clothes because he still had clothes, yeah. you know. I feel like home. Alex, like, would ride the bus. Like, <laughs> yeah. That seems oh, like yeah. A very... That's a very, like, Alex thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, he's, you know, he does, like, he doesn't need a lot of stuff. Like, he can be fine with just, like, a backpack full of stuff and be yeah. fine. But, um, you know, normally if you're, if you're traveling for work and you have equipment and stuff like that, <laughs> the bus is going to be a really long way to it's, get there. It's, it's a long way. <laughs> um, so when you are traveling and, you know, whether it be a workcation or just a few, like a day or two that you're going in and out, uh, I think it's really important to make the most of your time because you're, you're in a situation where you're getting to go somewhere different and there's opportunities that come along with that, which can be workshops and coffee meetups and you know that sort of thing um so like for me um sometimes when I travel I will go on to model mayhem and look up different models in the area and like get together and do shoots with people which is just like a fun like really easy way I'll also look up like different creative bloggers and stuff like that and be like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, in Charleston over the weekend. Would you like to grab coffee? Because even if, like I said, even if you're just there for, like, two days, you normally will have enough time to grab, like, yeah. an hour coffee. You're probably going to have an hour coffee <laughs> right. anyways or whatever. So, or, or lunch, you're going to eat a meal. So, you know, doing that and kind of, like, killing two birds with one stone, making a new friend and connecting, that goes all back to the networking. Yeah. And you're getting to network with somebody that's not in your regular group of people. I'm definitely big on taking advantage of the art scene in different places. So yes. we do a lot of museums. Um, just and especially now that we have a child, it's really important to me that she gets to know the arts at a young age. Um, so we try to uh, make the most of our time by visiting different like places that have history, or like we do a lot of museums. Like I said, but like different hist- like history museums versus art museums. Yeah. We, um. So yeah, we're museum people when we go out of town. I also try to buy. A piece of art from a local artist. That's usually what I do. So if it's like a you know sculpture or just jewelry or whatever the case may be, I usually try to buy something that I can't get here because. Which I got so lucky with that in Tampa because I just randomly walked into a pop up shop and I'm like, this place is so <laughs> like, cute. Thank you. I'm yeah. So glad you're here. Yeah. No, but I I do. I think that you know checking out the art scene, checking out. If you're a designer, checking out other designers. Yeah, if you're, I'm going you know, to different co-working spaces. When yes, that's a big one. It's a, it's and a that's an easy to way to, like, kind of check out their culture Seriously. and meet people. And it doesn't take a lot of prepping or anything no. like that. It's just, because most co-working spaces will let you come in for the day for, like, a small fee. Right. Sometimes for free, depending on, you Right, know. exactly who it is or how well you know someone. Yeah, because so. you can even just, like, tour one for the day and right. find out a lot just from that. So that's a really awesome way to go about things. I think another cool thing that you can do is, like, let's say you're traveling to meet a client somewhere or whatever, you can try to double that with time to go to a workshop. So if there's a workshop that's kind of far away that you, you know, may not have actually gone to, um, if you're heading out, you know, to go meet a client, like, you can go ahead, do that, do your meetings with your clients, handle all that, and then catch a workshop before heading yeah. back home. catch a workshop, catch, catch a, workshop. a lecture yeah. or something like that, um, get to meet up, like, I like to check other, um, cities' AIGA pages. Yeah. Just to see what they're doing. I think this Friday in Jacksonville, they're actually gonna have Ted Carpenter in town, which is one of my favorite oh, illustrators, so that's exciting that we'll be there when they're actually doing it. So that's nice. Well, I was going to say, like, most people always think of, like, the huge workshops that everyone talks right. about. But there's literally something going on yeah. in every major Seriously, city Seriously, all, all you have to do is tweet people and use a certain yeah. hashtag and you'll get responses. I'm sure if you tweet out to the Black Creators hashtag, 
in any city that you're in, somebody can tell you what's happening. In Miami, Black Tech Week is real. Like, the Black Tech scene in Miami is strong um, right now, so they have a lot of events that happen. So the next time we're in Miami, which may or may not be um, towards the end of the year, we're going to try to check out some events then, too. So tweet people, um, yeah. especially Black Creatives Hatchery. I will say that specifically because it's such a large network of it people. Really and they're all over the place, and so you're more likely to interact with someone that you may know or may not know or... Just, uh, it's a very comfortable environment. And it's, like, literally it's as simple as Google, too. Like, if you're, you know, into photography or you're into design or into social media, you can Google social media and Seattle events. Right. And, you know, with that, something is going to Seriously. come up and let you know. So Blogging events. There's, there's no, bloggers. there's, like, no excuse not to at least do one cool thing when you're getting to go to a city. Because I know people that travel and they're like... Oh well, after I did my speaking gig, like I just went back to my room and sad, like sad. Like, you know. And I'm like, no, like you're in a completely different space. Like, it, like, and again, not everyone. I understand that, like, after giving a speech or something like that, you might need like that time to decompress. Totally. But instead of like going to a huge event then or going to an art show, that's when you go to a museum or that's when right. you go to get coffee with one person. So depending on you know how much energy it's going to require you. I always go back to energies because we're such introverts, but right. <laughs> depending on how many, much you know energy you're going to be expelling, like you can kind of adjust what you decide to do in that city. Definitely. But you should do something. Don't just sit inside of a hotel room. No. Unless the hotel room is like amazing. And Still you're, do it. And, well, Why are you there? Well, listen, listen. <laughs> you don't let me finish my thought. If you're getting a massage in the hotel uh, room and they're bringing you like delicious food, that's different. I don't stay in hotels, so I don't do that. <laughs> Neither do I, I but know, like that's, stay, that's my hotels, dream. So my dream would be to like stay at a really like super, like yeah. I have such simple dreams. I just want to stay at a really nice hotel and get a nice yeah, massage. Yeah, I have friends that stay at like the that's in Miami and I think there's one in uh, in um, Las Vegas and that's one of the, you know, high end 400 plus tonight hotels that they stay in and they kind of do stuff around but they still go out. Like I don't, I don't know anybody that kind of just kind of hangs out. Even people come down to go to the Four Seasons here, the new one, they still kind of like you still go to Disney World. You're not just yeah. Out well, actually, the Four Seasons Hotel is really nice, but like, what's nice is like outside of the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've hung out at the Four Seasons, like, but I've not. Hang out in like, the I mean, I've I've shot boudoir there, so like, I've been in the rooms, and they're nice, but like, when you look outside your window and you see the pool area, like, you wouldn't stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go out and get into that because that's awesome. So, okay, so what are some of your favorite uh, tips for travel or, like, things that you love to use or whatever? For me, I'm just going to shout out JetBlue because I absolutely love them. I've been flying with them for a really long time, and I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I probably haven't, but um, my husband, John, is, like, terrified of pretty much everything, it's, but especially planes. It's kind I mean, of he <laughs> hates planes so much. And, like, if you would ask him, back in the day, like, if you would ask him, like, you know, why don't you like to fly? And he'd be like, I choose life. <laughs> Real dramatically. And I'd just be like, oh, God, I can't. Um, but now he actually kind of loves to fly. It's been yeah. such a huge flip. And it took me, like, years. Like, people don't understand. It took me years to get him on a plane. And finally, like, I did. And, like, the first, like, I'd say three times he was weary, but he was having a good time. Right. And now, like, he looks forward to the flight. And it's literally just because of JetBlue because we've flown on different airlines okay so and we had to find the airline that made him feel most yeah when we've flown on we'll like we'll fly on different airlines when we need to and he'll be like you know whatever it's fine like I, you know I go out of my way to make sure that he has a lot of things to make him comfortable but when it's JetBlue like I don't have to do anything like he's gonna be comfortable he loves 
like pretty much like the staff that works there. He loves all the things that they offer. Again, like they pretty much give you unlimited snacks, unlimited drinks, and you can watch unlimited football. So that was how, <laughs> that's how I got him on that's a plane. Hilarious. I was like, I know that it's a plane and it's up in the sky and it's scary, but you can watch all the football you, you want and you can get snacks. all the snacks. And he was like, okay, I guess I'll try that's it. Funny. Um, so yeah, so I, I just absolutely love JetBlue. Their customer service is fantastic. Their flights are comfortable and their rates are just incredibly reasonable. Uh, we just booked for my mom to head up to New York for her birthday for $79. I'm like, that is ridiculous. Like that's so, I haven't seen like prices that cheap. I don't think actually ever. I have flown to um, New York for $89 before, and I've flown for $99 before, and I'm normally really excited when I get those rates, I, I was so jealous, I'm like, I can't believe you're going to get $99. You're like, me, you want to. I was like, I want to go right now, but I have to watch, like, Scrappy while she goes, <laughs> yeah. so. Nobody's going to watch the dog people. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Any other... Um, let's see. Things. Well, again, the dividers. I'm so into. <laughs> like, I love the dividers. I really love like being able to like put them in. And I mean, you can use like they sell them for purses and stuff like that too, yeah, and like messenger bags and yeah. But I really, really, I can't. Man, I just love them. They're just my favorite. They make <laughs> like so much bags. easier. Yeah, and I'm buttons. I'm really big on um like the little circular containers that you keep all your supplements in. Because John and I yeah. both, like, love to take vitamins. So this keeps us, like, up to date. I hate, this is so funny, but I hate when I go on vacation and I don't bring my vitamins and I just feel, like, off. Yeah. So that's really big for me. All right. Those are exciting. I don't, like I said before, since the past three or four years, I don't think I've ever stayed in a hotel just because I try not to. We may have stayed in one. We went to Fort Lauderdale when I was pregnant because it, there is no Airbnb in that area. Really? Um, in the area that we're staying oh, in, the one area that was um, so that was that was the only hotel, last hotel I stayed in. But I try not, so I Airbnb almost everything, and I get everybody on Airbnb because it just to me it doesn't make any sense to pay outrageous amount of fees and taxes for hotel lodging when you don't like. Stay I'm there. not yeah, I'm not yeah. staying there all day. I don't need to be here. I don't care about your cable. I'm just like in and I'm here to sleep. Well, and the other thing is like Airbnb normally has everything. On yeah, the exactly. Like, you're gonna have internet. You're you gonna have, have cable. You're, you're gonna have, have cable. all of those you have things. Ex- like the place we stayed at had an Xbox. Like, yeah. Um, I love to cook when I feel like cooking. I don't always want to go out to eat, especially if it's an extended trip. I'm not gonna go out to yeah. eat, especially for breakfast because I I get up early, so I need to eat earlier than like David does so I need to you know have stuff there in the fridge and be able to make coffee when I feel like it and not have to go downstairs or go out and drive around the corner and get like you know a five dollar cup of coffee so I am um, big on Airbnb and they also have business um accounts so you can sign up for your business and get um an extra like I think it's fifty dollars off your first booking whereas the normal account is twenty five dollars off so I would recommend that everyone does that and then I also check prices on kayak um, primarily for rentals because we do rent cars. I think almost every time we have a road trip. Oh, we, really? We generally don't drive our car. I don't. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. I mean, yeah. I don't believe in having extra mileage. We also drive a two door car. I don't believe in having I extra don't, mileage. I, don't I love that car. car so much. <laughs> like I it's love so that. you know, cars break down. It's expensive. It is. And mileage puts wear and tear on a car, and I just don't have the time. Like tires are expensive, y'all. <laughs> like I can't. So we usually um rent a car. We usually rent from Enterprise. Enterprise actually has a um thing with bloggers I'm going to check out because we're going to take a road trip to Texas for circles in September and so I'm going to check out some different things where I can blog about my experience so they're different um blogger 
uh, car rental services that it, they will let you basically borrow a car and you blog about it as you drive to where you, wherever you're going. Since we're going to Texas, it's such a long trip. Yeah. It's like 18 hours or something. Like it's almost a day. So um, I'll definitely be checking out Enterprises first, but it, there are other um, resources as well that I'll put in links. And then also I've heard about Hopper, which is a recent one that everybody's been talking about that you can um, check out flight prices, I guess, from. And the most important thing about if you're, you know, gauging flight prices, always do it in an incognito tab if you're using Chrome or do it through a proxy because they will check your cookies and the price will go up the next time you check. So that's just a, like... Very you should good know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like don't don't do it in your regular browser. So well, and really big, like back to Airbnb. I think that one of the huge benefits of doing Airbnb instead of hotel is that you can often get into an area that you never would be able to get right. into. Yeah, you can be in there's a, a more, hotel like, in yeah. this, this place that we're staying in Jacksonville. There's no hotel in Riverside. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you can kind of right. be more specific with where exactly you go, and you can go to a place where it's not necessarily the tourist area, right. but actually where actual people live. Yeah, and, and you get like, actually good food around the corner yes. that's in walking distance. And I would say, like, oftentimes, like, uh, like sometimes you see your host, sometimes you don't, but normally your host is at least available to, like, answer questions, and, like, you're asking a local as opposed to asking, yeah. like, a hotel they what they're recommending in the usually area. Usually on Airbnb, they have, like, a list of recommendations yeah. that they'll um, leave with you. I don't think... I think we've met a couple of our hosts in person, but they usually... I don't think we've met any, but we also when we travel in fall, we might like Airbnb places that like will have like a mini house off of the main house. So I imagine oh, okay. in those situations we're probably gonna meet people for the yeah. first time. <laughs> I, sure hope, no. I do like it the kind of the them not being there. That's I like that. Too. I like that you're like just going and punching a code. I mean I definitely prefer that, but I'm like with the amount of travel we're gonna be doing and I'm like some of the like some of the prices are so much cheaper. I'm like, if we just do like a mini house off of their house, I'm like, in some places, yeah, that might be happening. I will say we've never rented a room. We've always rented a, like a house or yeah. a condo or a townhouse. Um, I'm a little, like, I don't know that, I mean, I, I know that people do the room thing all the time and I know there's reviews or whatever, but for me personally, I like to have like a separate, yeah. like exterior, like I like to be, like I would do like a, a pool house or whatever, right. but I'm just really afraid of being murdered. That's pool just... houses are really popular from what we've seen um, yeah. here, um, any beach town in Florida. Well, I was going to say like when thing. we were looking, like for us, we we're looking in California and that's where yeah. we're probably going to do a pool house because there was a, like a lot of cheaper options for pool houses than if you did like rent entire yeah. apartment or I whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, we're probably going to do that. Um, but again, like it's a pool house. So I feel like the chances of being murdered are a little yeah. Less. Usually, like the the, the way you enter, enter is separate, and they usually yeah, don't. I absolutely. Mean, they have an emergency entrance, but I don't think your Airbnb host is gonna just sneak in in the middle of the night and like murder, murder you. Yeah. Like, well, let's say also I think for having like with you know again when we travel for business like we travel with equipment, and so that's another reason that I think for at least if you're traveling for business, sometimes it's not always the most fun to like be in a room in someone else's house that you don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just throw throwing that. But I feel like the same at hotels because I do. Oh, I do. I feel stolen from house. I'm always one of those people that like I put the thing up and I'm like, do not clean my room. Do not come in here. Like, (laughs) you can clean my room when I leave because if not, I feel like I need to have everything on. Yeah, or you're just gonna put it in the safe, which I know a lot of people do as well. They do. I feel like I can't fit everything in there. Yeah, you can't. I can fit any of our stuff, but I know people. especially people care with cash. Yeah. Conventions and stuff they care about, they usually put it in like a safe, which is the safe, I guess, the safest thing to do. But I just don't trust hotels. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like, and I don't like hotel smell, it's weird. Like, there's a weird, like, thing that they 
put in most hotels that has this like this is the pleasant smells like that perfume and to me I'm like oh I hate it like don't do it I'm, I'm good you never want to watch like a behind the scenes thing yeah like, I also wore pillows yeah, and stuff okay, and, I know all like, that the stuff like the black light all of the oh, bed bugs you, out. <laughs> you have to like people have no idea I could name every hotel in Orlando that has bed bugs <laughs> some people act like which resort to stay I'm like eh don't talk to me about it because you don't want to know my opinions because bed bugs are real and they I mean you have to basically Burn, burn down like a room yeah basically <laughs> what they do is they go in at like 500 something degrees fahrenheit so basically yeah sanitize everything to kill them but we have so many international travelers it's almost impossible um, yeah not to have bed bugs so and other like other things as seriously well, so. so i would suggest booking an airbnb if you've never done it you would probably love it it's probably cheaper and you probably get like usually parking is included like you you it's a little safer to me because i think we've just always been in a neighborhood yeah it's really safe and the neighbors who are around us kind of like oh you're in town and they just kind of they're very friendly so we've never been in a it place is. it's, it's a more like it feels like a more authentic experience unless True. you're like a baller and you can stay in really nice hotels and i still know, would whatever but i'd be like i stay in a really fancy airbnb i'm like can i get a two thousand dollar a night airbnb be of course I can like yes book that mansion that penthouse suite in somebody's house <laughs> that'd be great so those are my tips I think I don't think I have any more um other than mile like you download it right now and track your miles yeah I really need to download that instead of having my book because I feel like that would make a lot more sense um but you know yeah I tip if you're a parent and you're traveling by plane and you don't want to check your stroller which most people don't because strollers are large nowadays um there are a lot of places where you can rent those things and i don't think a lot of people know that but you can usually rent them <laughs> now can you just like put your stroller up in the front because i always see like a whole bunch of strollers like just, i see like when i'm boarding the plane yeah, i see a whole bunch of strollers out. right there and then like i don't know where they go but like i just assume they they put them somewhere. Yeah, they yeah, put them somewhere in the front yeah. area or whatever. But like, I don't know what happened. I've never <laughs> taken a stroller with me. Um, like right now, like whenever we fly with her, because we've never flown with her. Um, but we would um, take the car seat, like the convertible car seat, and have it checked. So buy a seat for her. I've always been told when they're toddler age, just go ahead and buy the extra seat. Don't try to put them in your yeah, lap. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Don't. Um, for safety reasons, number one, there's a whole bunch of safety reasons why they yeah. should have their own seat, but also you probably would have a horrible flight. Yeah, it just sounds <laughs> like a nightmare. I think um, she likes her own space, so <laughs> sit in your seat and like chill out and color and live your life. So those are my mom tips. Um, you can also rent cribs. Like those things, like those are services that are available to rent cribs and rent um, strollers. So don't be stressed out. If you're traveling with your kid for the first time, there are things to help you out. Yeah. And number one tip is that if you get a chance to travel for work, do it. Go. Because traveling is awesome. And, you know, yep. you always will gain, like, the experience that you gain and the fun that you'll have. It'll be amazing. So if you get that opportunity, definitely take it. So, um, you guys, as you know, you can reach us with the boss so hard hashtag on Twitter and Instagram. You can tweet us at heart hustle pod and find us on Facebook and Instagram at heart and hustle podcast. And we've been getting a lot of interaction from you guys and we really, really appreciate you listening and you reaching out to us. It really means a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you.